0: Listeners, I'm Bianca. And I'm Hannah. And today's episode is all about getting to know who
1: we are and what this podcast is all about. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and let's take back Sunday. So we're coming to you guys a little early because we
0: wanted to take some time to introduce ourselves as your co-hosts. And we are going to start with Hannah. Hopefully you guys find something that you can connect with and enjoy
1: the show. So I am 34 years old. I just celebrated my 34th birthday. Yes, she did. Um, It was a great day. got to spend some good time with family. So that was really important. And honestly, I mentioned this in a Facebook post. I'm typically like really sad on my birthday and I don't know why. And I don't know when it started to happen, but it, I think it was adulthood mm-hmm. where I would get sad. And this year I wasn't sad at all. Yay. It was really nice. It was good. just a good change. That's good. I had a really good day. And
0: the running joke in my family is that my birthday is actually the day after my actual birthday because nobody remembers my birthday. So
1: oh, that's, that's so my
0: sad. life. <laughs> and that's I, so I turned sad. 33 in March and... Uh,
1: Hannah and I went to high school together. We've known each other since preschool, actually. So Yes, we've been friends for a very, very, very long time. My children consider Bianca an aunt. And I love them. And she's kind of the sister that I never had. So I am a only girl with three brothers. So yeah, it was nice to have somebody that I could just be that sister that I never got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really same
1: for it. me, actually. I'm the oldest, but I have
0: Four younger brothers and no sisters. So I think the universe knew that we needed a sister, but not a biological sister, because we probably would have killed each other
1: if we grew up in the same house. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're both kind of mama bears, even yeah. though you're the oldest and I'm not, I'm more of the middle child. Yeah. And the younger of the middle children, mm-hmm. um, we're both kind of mama bears. We're yeah. kind of protective. So We are. We Bianca like... is a big advocate for everyone and anyone who she feels like deserves it. So. Yes. I have a husband. I am been married almost 10 years. Holy cow. I know. I can't believe that's coming up next year. I don't even like people that much.
0: <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> Except for my friends. But like, I could never. I could never.
1: <laughs> so um, his name is Zach and Zach Brown. Not the country <laughs> singer. And he ha- and I own a business together, but he pretty much does that business on his own. And I am a long term care administrator. Uh, I work in a nursing home and kind of do all the management side of that. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. I love the older community and everything that comes with that. So It
0: definitely takes, I think, a special kind of person to work with the elderly community just because you know going into your job that they are going to pass at some point. Like you, you go in and expect that, and I just don't know Like I was a teacher for five years and I know some people say the same thing about teaching, but it's like, I couldn't handle that kind of loss all the time. And I think it just takes a really generous spirit and generous heart to help people at that stage in
1: their life, like transition into their next life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, that if I was honest being a CNA, which is a certified nurses aide, mm-hmm. is the hardest job oh, in yes. um long-term care. <laughs> Absolutely. They are on the floor working with those people every day. Um, yeah. but I make it a point to have a close relationship with all of my residents. That's good. I can typically tell you everyone, like everyone that comes in has like a family member that's either a DPOA or like their contact. So like mm-hmm, I sure. could tell you. Any of my residents, I could say, their con- family contact or, you know, DPOA <laughs> is this person. Big Aaron Brockovich vibes
0: <laughs> <laughs> in that part of the movie when she's like, that's all you got, got, ladies. Two wrong feet and effing ugly shoes. My yes. favorite part of that whole
1: movie. Yeah, uh, I really, really, really enjoy my job. It is stressful. And I do bring that to the table of talking about how to balance being a mom Mm -hmm. Um, and then also balance being an administrator or just working full time and how hard that can be, because honestly, I work at all hours of the day at times. Yeah. I love it. It's rewarding, but it is a lot. It's a lot of stress at times.
0: Yeah. I get that. I, so I was a teacher for five years. I taught, you know, this, I taught eighth grade English, um, in a Kansas city metro school district. And. It just felt like the work was never done. You always bring it home with you. The boundaries were just ridiculous. I felt like I did not have a work-life balance whatsoever. And three of those years, I was in a very committed relationship with two stepchildren. And I just feel like I lost so much of myself to that job, even though like my bachelor's is in child and family development. I have a master's in teaching. I have an education specialist in leadership because my my plan was to go into leadership In the education system and work with curriculum and help design curriculum that reaches all students, but the system is just so broken right now that I couldn't lose any more of myself to that job to that career. So finding joy in my job has helped me also like develop healthier coping skills and therapy helped
1: with that also but. Yes, let's give a shout out to therapy and a shout Mm -hmm. out to all the teachers that are still in that broken system that are teaching our kids, loving our kids, and going to work every day and dealing with all of the craziness that they have to deal with. Doing the Lord's work. I promise you that. Yes. I promise you that.
0: And it's nobody's fault, but the people that make the decisions that have never been inside a classroom, they have no idea what it's like to actually enforce the policies that they're writing. And then it just trickles down, and the people that get the brunt of it are the teachers. That is a special insight that I can bring to this podcast. Is Absolutely,
1: that that broken system, Absolutely. unfortunately. Well, and I was just thinking about this last year. I got a phone call from Corbin's teacher. I won't say her name, but she called and was like, "Hey, he's had some tardies, <laughs> and he's going to need to do detention." And I was like, "Okay." And she was so surprised that I was like, okay. Yeah. And she was like, I really appreciate your support. And I'm like, well, he's got to learn. Like if the rule is that after so many tardies, you get a detention and they're not morning tardies where I've taken him to school late, yeah. because that does happen from time to time. These are not getting to class in between the day on time. Then of course, you know, he needs to learn that he needs to be on time. And you are the minority. I definitely am. <laughs> That, I mean,
0: I would have been shocked too. Like if you tell a parent, you know, hey, your kid has been doing this, this, and this, and these are their consequences. You're usually met with like, my angel baby would never. <laughs> it's like, but ma'am, <laughs> they did. They've been late every single day because they're vaping in the bathroom. Yeah. They have ISS. You are appreciated. Your, your parenting style is appreciated.
1: Well, thank you try to do the best that I can. So yeah, with that, I have three children. And uh, Zach and I met um, almost 12 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And he had a daughter that was a year old and I had a son that was two and a half. And we really hit it off. Actually, we hit it off so well on our first date that I kind of thought that we were, he like was going to friend zone me. Uh-oh. He like side hugged me when he That's said goodbye right. And I was like, "Oh, I think I just got friends." Side hug. <laughs> and then he texted me and said something about he have I heard a song and it's something about should have kissed you or something. Some country song. Anyway. He's he, going to die when he hears you tell this story. <laughs> and he said he was kicking himself in the butt for not giving me a kiss. Oh, my God. And that's all it took. The rest is history. The rest is history. So, yeah. we Corbin is 13. Adeline is 11. Brinley, our child together, is seven. Um, almost eight. Almost shoot. eight. Next month. They grow up so quickly. It's really sad. I wish that I could have kept them babies forever.
0: Yes, they're so cute when they're babies and then they start talking. I should probably talk <laughs> about that in therapy. Maybe <laughs> I, would,
1: I, I would love for my kids to stay babies forever.
0: I think that's normal. I think that's very, a very normal mom or dad feeling because they're precious Yeah, and they don't
1: argue. I kind of want a baby monkey though or a monkey because oh they're like a baby forever. I don't know. I think you might want to talk to th-
0: your therapist about that one.
1: <laughs> like, you could just like dress your, it up every day. Did you
0: watch the episode when Christianer Jenner got that little chimpanzee? Yeah. I day? didn't see a chimpanzee. Those things
1: can rip your faces off. Yeah.
0: I don't... Yeah. No, thank you. I think those... All of them just belong in the jungle. Like, that's their habitat. <laughs> Let's leave them where they belong. <laughs>
1: yeah. I do love animals. Yes. I have been a lover of animals since I was really, really small. My mom said that I would always try to take any animal home that I found. I currently have two dogs, Casey and Teddy, and then four cats. And the last one that we got, I almost got divorced over because my husband was not happy that I brought him home, but they're all cute and cuddly. I actually, my favorite, I know you're not probably supposed to have favorites, (laughs) but my favorite is sitting on the table in front of me right now, all curled up. His name is shadow and he really is my shadow. He thinks he has to sleep on my chest at night.
0: And we have that in common that we love animals. I have three dogs. Um, I'm kind of allergic to cats, so I can only be around them for so long before my whole like face gets red and puffy. Um, But I'm Marley, who is a she'll be 10. She's a beagle. And then Luca, he is two and a half and he is. We thought he was a pity, but he's actually a cattle dog. And he has like more of the bully breed in him. And then Petunia is a 96 pound one year old bulldog. She is a horse, but they are all just the sweetest. And I love I love them. They are my children because I have no actual human babies yet. Um, But that is actually something that I am going to start working on for the last, I think, year and a half. I've been going through fertility treatments to try to conceive through IUI, which is an abbreviation for intrauterine insemination. So I got a donor and I got three tries essentially, and they all failed. And then I recently went back and had an ultrasound done, and I have a couple pretty big fibroids in my uterus that they think are causing the infertility. So we're going to get those taken out and try again. Yeah. In September. Yes. September 26th is my surgery date. And I am ready for those bad boys to be gone because they say that your cramps will not hurt as bad when those are out. And I have endometriosis. So
1: my cramps are terrible. And I know Hannah can relate to that too. Absolutely. Been there sister, been there. Yep. So yeah, I actually had to have a hysterectomy, partial hysterectomy, I was able to keep my tubes um, a few years back. And it, uh I, I had to do iron infusions yeah. because I was losing so much blood and my iron was so low. Sorry guys horrible. that listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, this is what it's like
0: to be a lady, it's
1: awful. But I was, I was so sick. I didn't even realize that the reason I wanted to eat ice all the time was oh, because I right. was so low in iron. And I've definitely, there's positives and negatives to having that hysterectomy. Sure. I'm not in pain. I, my blood supply is good now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always great. We yeah. want those hemoglobin levels to be where they should be but it definitely takes a toll on your body. Yeah. And I, I, felt I had some definite like grieving through that process of not being able to have any more children. You know, I birthed two children myself. We have three children and you know, I, I didn't really, I knew that it was a necessity, but I didn't really process until afterwards that like, I'm no longer going to have children. Right, like and the so, finality of that. How did you cope with that? in a very unhealthy ways. Yeah. (laughs) Really. Yeah, And I am, I am one that I laugh when things are awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, um, we laugh through the pain. (laughs) So this would have been about five years ago that I had that surgery. And I definitely went from drinking occasionally, you know, maybe like once a month or whatever to like all the time. And that's just kind of what I picked up uh, to cope with things. yeah, And it kind of spiraled out of control for me. I actually, um, let's see, today is 14th of July. So I'm almost a year sober now. Yeah. Thank you. We're very happy for that. Yeah, I am too. I'm very, very grateful. It's been different Mm -hmm. kind of dealing with life on life's terms without having that coping mechanism. Yeah. But it's super important to realize that life doesn't care what you have going on or what issues you have, or if you're an addict or you're not an addict. Like, yeah. Life comes on life's terms and yep. we have to deal with it. And so I definitely, my life has changed a lot in this last year. Yeah. I used to go out all the time. I would get, you know, I was, I started where I would drink at home, mm-hmm. but then I started going out and going out more often august of last year a year previous to that i spent more time away from home than at home and it's really sad to talk about now because i think about my kids and how for the first time in my life and their life i actually you know put them on the back burner but when you're in addiction you just don't see it that way right you just everything is different anyway so i'm super grateful that August 10th of last year, I woke up from what was supposed to be a night out where I just had a couple drinks with a friend um, and obviously I couldn't handle that to um, the realization and kind of for the first time ever, like the veil coming off my eyes and for me being able to see myself for what I was and that I had a problem. So thankfully, I have a really good support system. My husband, my mom, Bianca... And I go to meetings and I have a lot of good people at those meetings. Uh, My sponsor is amazing and I've been really successful.
0: It's hard to talk about now because you are in such a good place, but it was hard to watch like that decline. Like you could, you could just see it happen. And, you know, I would pray every day, like, is this the day that it's the, is this bottom, is this bottom? And then when it finally was there, I was like, thank you, Jesus, you know, like, I'm glad that I hate that it all happened, but I'm glad that it got to the point where you were like, this is done. This is enough. You know, you've grown a lot. You've come. I'm
1: very proud of you. Thank you. I definitely did some major soul searching this last year and really looking at who I am versus who I want to be experiences that have affected my life and Mm -hmm. being able to really look at things and say, okay this probably had some effect on this part of myself, but that doesn't mean that I am out of control on how I deal with it and taking back that control. Mm -hmm. And like I said, navigating life on life's terms without using those bad coping mechanisms have been like, I don't know, I just feel so empowered. And it's been empowering. I love that. Yeah. I do like that. And for anybody that might struggle with that, I will tell you that I've been to three different types of programs and I love uh, NA Mm -hmm. and I love celebrate recovery and AA is a great one too. I've been to AA a few times and really liked that Mm -hmm. and then celebrate recovery. If you're a Christian like me, definitely brings a lot more faith-based. They use Bible verses to like back up, you know, their program. And it's, it's really nice. They do like a worship and then break into small groups and, I did like that. I remember I went when you got your 30
0: day chip. Yes. And I thought I was like, this is exactly where she needs to be because this you are your religion is very important to you and your spirituality is very important to you. And I felt like that was a really good program to help you get grounded in life, but also back in your religion. This podcast kind of for us, um, for me, really, is taking back Sundays. like this mindset that Sundays were always like my day. You know, I would, I'd never make plans on Sundays. That was kind of my boundary for myself because I wanted that day to just relax and decompress and get ready for the week. And then somewhere along the line, I feel like I lost sight of that. And you know, I planned get togethers on that day. I would start meal prepping and doing grocery shopping. And you know, when I was with my ex-boyfriend, we would, I would have to use Sundays to get my stepkids ready for their week. You know, what lunches are they going to eat at school this week? What do I need to pack? What do I need to make for dinner? What will they eat for dinner? Who needs to go where? Who's taking them there? You know, and it just, if you're a parent, you know exactly what that's like. You just kind of your whole world revolves around other people. Absolutely. And I feel like for me, taking back Sunday is taking back that control of my life, getting my center, finding you know, getting grounded before that week starts and just really being present in what's going on in that
1: moment. Well, and taking back Sunday for you doesn't mean that you can't consider other people or do things for other people, right? but it just means that you also have to consider yourself and do things for yourself. Exactly. So if you are a working mom, yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that completely because of course, when Sunday hits you're like okay my weekend is already over I'm thinking about all of what's going to go on next week where do my kids need to be what the same thing that you talked about like what are we eating for dinner every night what are other lunches do we have enough milk if they want cereal <laughs> in the morning yeah. all of those things because nobody likes to wake up to get cereal and there not be milk and it's happened to me a lot yeah I mean, I'm really excited about this podcast. I have a lot of uh, life experiences to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Like I said, being a mom, being a working mom, to an administrator, which I could write a whole book about my experiences just there, but also the staying clean, having an addiction issue, uh, trauma, loss, grief, mental health, body image, and a strong faith. I am definitely excited about all of the topics that we are looking forward to bringing to you guys oh absolutely i think that bianca especially like her infertility is an amazing topic that she can bring to i know there are tons of people out there that are struggling with the same thing yeah she is super big on therapy i am too (laughs) therapy and boundaries are my
0: like tagline for
1: 2023 I call her every week after she, I know she's done with therapy. Sometimes I forget and I actually call her when she's in therapy, and then she'll let me know that, that was she's fun. in therapy.
0: But I was like, she always want to know
1: there. what this week brought and like what her what she's working on, what her therapist suggested about what I knew she was going to go talk about, mm-hmm. all of those things, and also just being seeing her be able to put up boundaries for things because it is hard to say it's no to people. So hard, yeah, so so hard to say no to people.
0: We <laughs> will we will talk about that in depth. But I think for now, we, you know, we gave you a little taste um, and we hope you tune in on August the 6th to hear our first episode about romantic relationships in 2023, a.k.a. The Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening and we hope you join us next time.